baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 971 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. Well, this song here is called Heat Waves from Glass Animals, and it was supposed to be, in theory, somewhat warm today, but it's not very warm. It's windy. We have now a wind advisory, so mm-hmm. it's um, yeah. not the best weather. Did you ride your bike today, Sue? I thought about it. Yeah. I thought, you know what? Um, Good I decision. went outside and thought, uh, nope. Did it blow you over? Yeah. yeah. Good really decision on your part. All right. Well, you know what? Let's do this, though, musically, because I'm very excited about this. Morgan Wallen coming back to St. Louis. He just had a sold-out show at the um, amphitheater a couple of months ago. She asked me where I was from. Huge, huge star in country music, and he's coming to Bush Stadium next summer. I think this is going to be awesome. Vicki Bryant, VP of Event Services and Merchandising at Bush Stadium with us this afternoon. Hey, Vicki, haven't spoken in a while. How are you? Good afternoon. Great to talk to you. I love this show. This is great. I'm not a big stadium guy just because I'd rather see things in a smaller venue, but Morgan Wallen is such a big star, and I I know a lot of people, I would raise my hand myself, who could simply not get tickets for when he was here in August. So I think people are going to be excited about this announcement for sure. Oh, absolutely. We're so excited um, to bring him um, to the big big show here at at a stadium. Um, I mean, this guy is one of the hottest... Um, you know, entertainers out there in the country music world, and he's got a great lineup with him, you know, with Parker McCollum, Ernest, and Bailey Zimmerman. Um, so it's it's going to be a great night of country music, and um, you know, we're really looking forward to it. All right, so give me the ticket details. Tickets go on sale next week, right? A week from today, is that true? We go on sale on the 9th at 2 p.m. Central Time. Uh, pre-sales start next week. Um, we encourage folks to go to Cardinals Nation, uh, cardinals.com slash Morgan Wallen, and you can go there and res- re- uh, reserve, um, get your name on the verified fan presale. And, um, you know, it's a great way to, you know, get in before the regular on sale on the 9th. So mm-hmm. what, what, you know, the details are, um, it's the 7th of July. What night of the week is that, by the way? Is that a weekend? Do you know offhand? It's, I'm look at that. The 7th of July is a Friday night. Oh, that's even better. Beautiful. So it's a weekend show. And uh, anything else we need to know about tickets? Because with a stadium show like this, there's all kinds of tiers for the prices, I'm guessing, right? There are. I mean, they start um, at uh, 49.75 with, um, you know, plus the fees and, um, you know, and go up from there. Um, you know, the one thing I just encourage fans – Go register for that verified yeah, pre-sale yeah. because that's the way. I mean, this show will sell out. There's um, no doubt in my mind. I'm very bullish on it. Oh, and, yeah. It's going to um, sell out. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's very high. He's got a great, you know, and a great lineup with him. I mean, even uh, Parker McCollum, one of, um, you uh, know, great. the guys, he's great. Yep. I mean, he was nominated for a new artist of the year. 
um, you know, Morgan himself was nominated for Entertainer of the Year, Song of the Year, Male Vocalist of the Year. So, mm. you know, uh, this guy's got some huge talent. Um, certainly wasn't recognized in The Voice back in, in Season 6, but he has really, um, you know, come up and been um, a force in country music. You know, what's funny about that is, like, I, I knew that he was on The Voice, and I've even heard more references mm-hmm. to that recently, and I do watch that show. I have no recollection of him being on The Voice, but his um, his songwriting is really, really good, and I know that I, he's one of my favorites. It's Eric Church and Morgan Wallen in the country music, and I don't like all country, but this is a show I'm going to attend for sure. Well, Vicki, thanks for coming on. I just wanted to make sure that people were aware, and the verified pre-sale advice is really good. I think people, mm-hmm. as long as it's not a T-Swifty I was going to say, uh, don't you know, get Swifted. Next week, right, don't get Swifted is right. Uh, we'll hope, hopefully it'll go I'm well. I'm confident that it'll be a great experience. Excellent. Next summer, it's going to be fun. Thank you, Vicki Bryan. Have a great weekend. Thanks, you too. I'm excited about that show. i got to go to that one because I do like Morgan Wallen quite a bit. Uh, Jane, how about, you know, we haven't talked to you about this, but the death of uh, Christine McVie this week, too, oh, which was just devastating, wasn't I'm it? I'm such a Fleetwood fanatic. Me, too. I mean, and oh. I just, you know, um, yeah, I just... You just think they're your contemporaries, and you think you just, you know, they're not going anywhere. But. I, I didn't think of her as 79, I guess, No either. way! No. I mean, yeah. doesn't, isn't she older than all of them, or no? I think she might she be. She is, because Stevie Nicks, I went down the rabbit hole, is oh, only good. 74. So only. she she is a little bit older. But, you know, Mick Fleetwood it cannot be that young, but he's no. looked old for forever. Stand by, I'm going in. Oh, go in. Yeah. She's, but I mean, after seeing the Eagles, I'm like, it, age doesn't so, matter. You and I haven't talked about it. I, we were at the One show of the best together, shows. and then I was sick that Friday. That was an amazing I show, wasn't it? I couldn't believe how much I loved it. It was a birthday yeah. present from my sister. And How about Vince Gill? Oh, my gosh. And and I mean, I've heard some negative things about people don't like to be around him on tour or whatever, but he... What? Really? Yeah, I've heard that. He's I didn't nothing know. but a sweetheart. It seems like it, because okay. I fell in love with him, and I was like hitting on him on Twitter, because I was <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, come on. That's the only was, thing you could do. Right. It's only and logical. He didn't respond. I'm shocked, I tell you. Shocked. <laughs> you know what, though, Jane? I did come up with a new rule after that show, and, and as good as it was... What was I've your seen, well, because I've seen in the last six months, it was The Who, The Eagles, uh, Roger Waters, Sting, mm-hmm. Aerosmith, right? And that's, just, that's just in the six months. Right. Except for Springsteen, because I already have my tickets. Nobody over 70 next year. That's my. And, you know, I would have made an exception for if Lindsay would have gotten back with Fleetwood Mac and they Absolutely, all would have gone I out, have. I would have done that. But now that, Cause that's. Because that is hell freezing over. Yeah. But, <laughs> that's but right. that's I will right. tell you, though, Don Henley sounds. Uh, he sounds exact. I mean, Walsh, I couldn't believe I was like, oh, my God, go, dude. No, that was a great show. It was good. It was a great show. All right, I hit the wrong button there. Let's do this. These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. No, 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 no. And now, Sue's News. Brought to you by Sue. Mick Fleetwood is 75, Lindsey Buckingham, 73, and mm. John McVie, 77. Wow. I just didn't know they were that old. Yeah. I just didn't. Wow. Uh, This one has some music, Mark. It's 50 years ago today. That's in 1972. I love this song, so we're going to play it. This was a number one hit for The Temptations. You can tell already what it is, can you not? Oh, yeah. Fred? Oh, yeah. Papa was a Rolling Stone. Yeah. You know. What year is this? 72. 1972 and The Temptations. Yeah, missed sorry, the post long there. Sorry, intro, yeah. a long intro. Yeah, Usually, sorry, I get those better. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Just keep going. I have no idea how long this intro is. It's a while. Intro shorter too. <laughs> you did, yeah, really? I did. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I thought I cut it shorter than this, so I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's all right. It's still going. 
It might go for a while. I might have edited a little wrong. We it's could, uh, still good, though. It is. It's good in the background. Yeah, like This should be is. like our new theme Let's get song. Let's singing here. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that went too far. But this was number one 50 years ago today with The Temptations. Never heard nothing but bad things about him. Oh, I love it. Funky song. It is. And 25 years ago today, I just can't believe this was 25 years ago. It was 1997, and Good Will Hunting had its world premiere. How about those apples? Jeez. Movie stars, of course, uh, Matt Damon as a janitor at MIT. Have you heard of this movie, uh, Abby? I believe I've seen it. It's really good. I think great movie. I'm like 90. percent I sure watched I have. it again. I think it was probably 2020 during the pandemic, Did and you? it holds up. I, I just love that it movie. It does. It does. And him, him slapping it, the phone number oh, against the window. That, that was yes. the best line. How about them? Uh, it earned Ben Affleck and Matt, D- Matt Damon a Best Original Screenplay Oscar, and mm-hmm. Robin Williams won that year for Best Supporting Actor. He in was that so movie. good in that movie. Oh, he he was just so good in general. And they came out of nowhere. I mean, they were just yeah. guys. You know? Came Remember? out of nowhere and stormed Hollywood to this yes. day. I know. Right. And it's it's great. I love it. Yeah, it is great. Jane's here, so I'm doing this story. And JLo wouldn't have a husband if it wasn't for that moment. That's Let's exactly think about right. <laughs> Boy, I know I feel better knowing she's fine. Pepsi <laughs> just launched a new ad campaign. Uh-oh. Where, All right, what am I buying now? Go ahead. They're trying to get more people to try Pilk. That's right. Pepsi. Mixed with milk. Uh-uh. Anyone? Anyone, <laughs> nope. Fred? That's no. Anyone? Is nope. it? No? Nope. No? Nope. Nope. Here, this, this might work for this, too. <laughs> Inappropriate. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, they didn't come up with the name or the idea. It was on Laverne and Shirley in it the was, 70s. It was, but it it really didn't take off for a reason. Uh, it was... <laughs> pe- <laughs> You're right about that. <laughs> I mean, I it was know. Penny Marshall's favorite drink, yep. and I had forgotten that. Now, I can go with a like a Pepsi float with okay. ice cream. Now, so that's what is, they're I was going to bring this up. So why would that... Now, I'm, I'm not telling you that I'm having some well, great you know passion, desire for pilk, but why would it be so different if it was milk just... Milk is not sweet. Ice cream is sweet. Exactly. And it's frozen. There's a there's a difference of texture. Okay, You've yeah, been dumping point. milk in the... I don't get the point of that. I'm just asking, though. No, but it, she did... I remember Laverne and Shirley. I'm showing my age again, but well, yeah. I do, and too. it was revolting then. Well, they say that it's they're trying to get on the old dirty soda trend, where you mix in cream and flavored syrups, and now Pepsi is actually doing an ad campaign in a sweepstakes, and they've got Lindsay Lohan. You got to uh, talk about the pilk. Well, you know that I love it. That documentary about Pepsi. That's, oh. I, I started it. It's good. I remember when they that. had the Pepsi points, you know, and you had to get the caps. And yes. Had, and then they put on an ad somehow that you it, for so many points you could get a fighter jet. Well, it, somebody embarked on doing that. Yes. Oh, and that's what the documentary is about. Is it yes. good? Because I saw that and I thought, do I really? Uh, yes. No, it's great. Okay, it's, then I'm going. It's in. weird. It's great. It's not as good as weird as the uh, Price Is Right one that I just watched about the guy who I who loved was, that. That was so weird. That was so weird. What was that? About it's, this guy who went 28, eight, no, 20, 20 some odd times, times to the, the Price, Price is Right. right. And he would coach people because he had memorized all the like prices. Was this like back in the Bob Barker days? Oh, absolutely. They all okay. knew him. Oh, uh-huh. you got to wow. see it. It's weird. I wonder if George Gray has watched that. It is weird I was going to ask awesome. him next time he's here. Yeah. You know, the thing that's... i got to just stop and interject here because, Jane, like, I have probably the most time of anyone in this room. Not anymore. Still, yeah, <laughs> but you still watch about five times as much TV as me. I don't sleep. 
Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. That's you just watch stuff late at night, it's too? pretty simple. Yeah, okay. pretty much. All right. uh, by the way, they say that uh, if you are into Pilk, I mean, perhaps Fred could be convinced. Fred, a little Pilk? No, Okay, no. never Abby? mind. I feel like the milk would curdle, would it not? No, it, just, it, would, it would just no. taste gross. gross. It would just, just be gross. I can't. Nope, I'm good. If you post a photo or video of, a video of yourself uh, having some pilk and cookies, even the, even the term <laughs> pilk it's kind of funny, though. is not appealing. Uh, but if you do that between now and Christmas, you could be entered into that drawing. You could win some cash. 25 people would get $1,000. All right, we're doing it. I mean, we're how hard it. could it we're, be? We're going to post pictures. Okay. It's worth it. It's yeah, worth it. Maybe just... we'll get a fighter jet. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we all need. That's Yeah, would that be great? That would be appropriate. Uh, a poll found of 2,000 Americans found, I love this, that people who enjoy spicy food are more likely to think they're hot. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Of course. Okay. I, I love that you I'm, found that. I'm sure that. this was government okay. funded to this study, right? <laughs> the, the, we paid for it. This, no, my guess. this no, no. is why I love Sue. <sighs> yes, because you because you found this. Uh, yeah. I, this is why I love you. The poll was commissioned by Frank's Red Hot. I'll have you <laughs> well, know. Okay, there you go. And the poll found that uh, what kind of hot sauce do you like, Fred? Are you medium? Are you hot? Are you mild? Uh, I'm mild. Uh huh. Well, that means. Uh, that you are, let's see, what does it say? You're mo- more likely to describe yourself as empathetic and shy. But that's that, actually that fairly accurate. accurate. What about accurate, if you don't right? have any? Uh, you're not even on this list. What about <laughs> medium? That's me. No. What are you? Are you hot? What are you? Well, I don't do. I'm not spicy. I like. Not I'm at probably all? mild to medium at this all point. All right. Really. I'm probably none. I'm medium is my max. Like, there's a restaurant out in Chesterfield that I went to recently, a Thai place, and they had, you know, like a one to five. What? what yes. you know, how spicy? Yes. What place was great? I wish I could remember Love the name. Food. If my friend John Lynch is listening, he'll tell me. But because we went there for his his wife Cindy's birthday, but they said one to five, and I said two just to be Whoa, careful. Oh, that's Thai food. That's it you got to go one. I'm telling you, yes. zero. It was uh, great. I'll take I think the bread and butter. One was my because I couldn't even envision going to like know. four or five. I, it's serious for those people uh, that can eat spice. They can go all the way to the five. I've found that I am not that hardcore. If you like medium, you're calm, curious, and like cats and dogs equally. Oh well, that's well, that's a <laughs> that's, fundamental flaw right there. <laughs> and if you like hot, of course, you're more likely to describe yourself as creative, confident, hot, and adventurous. I just love I it. I just have no I words know. for that. And a couple <laughs> in Arizona, today's cute news, a couple in Arizona just got married in the same grocery store aisle where they met last year. He's 78, she's 72. They were both buying mayonnaise when they struck up okay. a conversation. Now, when you first said <laughs> that story, beautiful. I was going to make fun of it relentlessly, but yes, that's kind of cute because it it's is. older couple. Yeah, right. if it, you know, if it was a, like a young couple, yes, I would go away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Then he proposed to her in the same spot earlier this year, and they went last month to tie the knot. <laughs> I love that. And finally, they had, some, they had some pilk at their celebration <laughs> dinner. Uh. Who wouldn't? And uh, we have today's random fact. The guy who created the thesaurus, which is Peter Roger, came up with it when he was 73 years old. He had retired from his career as a doctor, scientist, and inventor, and he kept on editing new editions of it until he died 17 years after that. That's how Whoa. into it he was. I love it. Sorry. Abby, do you have Thank you, Roger's sir. thesaurus? I, I don't. Did you honestly. ever? I think we all had. Everyone oh, else yeah. probably had I one. Have, right? Oh, I've got one. Yeah, but now home. you just do it on your phone. Yeah. 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 So no, no fun. Books. Wow. They have the, uh, 
digital version of Roger's Thesaurus, right? Oh, of course I had. Do one. they have? I'm sure are Cliff's Notes still a thing? I mean, I honestly don't. Yeah, know. no, they do. Are a thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. they but still are. Cliff's Notes, which helped me get an A but in now they Shakespeare call... at Mizzou, are, right? Is, would that now be they digital? call Spark Notes. Well, they're two different companies. Right. So oh. they have. It used to be just one. They had a monopoly, and now there's good. There's good competition. Oh, look at that. All right, Who's there you better? go. Wrapping up uh, Sue's news Spark here for a Friday afternoon. Hang on, we have much more to go. Paul Hall and Entertainment. Frank Cusimano later this hour. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Kill Me event is a week from today. There are tickets available. I'm told that it is very close to a sellout. So if you've been holding off on buying the tickets, you can go to 971talk.com backslash um, events. Or I think that's the only way, actually. I was going to give you another way for tickets, but I think that's the way. 971talk.com slash events. The MAC a week from tonight. You get dinner, a book. Brian will be there to sign the book. We'll do a little Q&A with Mark Cox and Annie. And I. it is going to be fantastic. Oh, Jane, it was Ty Swahidi off of Clarkson. That in, sounds uh, yeah, good. I know where Man. that is. But be careful on the spice index. That would be my recommendation. Paul Hall is with us this afternoon. Let's talk a little entertainment as we head into the weekend. He's from Common Guy Films. Mr. Hall, how are you? I'm all the spice I need. Uh, no spices here, but myself. Thank you. Oh, yeah, what good. did I'm you hear you. that conversation? What would you like? How spicy would you would you consider yourself? No or mild? Is that what I'm hearing? I'd, I'd be below Jane. I, yeah, I would I'm not. Be zero. Wow. Don't put anything there. Thank uh, you. I'm not a spicy guy. Me either. I can't handle it. My family, my kids can eat those uh, whatever red hot riplets. I can't do that. Like that would literally kill me. Luther Burden's red hot riplets. <laughs> yeah, that's the ones you got to get. All right, let's start with this maybe. I just saw on the calendar that right now on Earth. It's almost Christmas time. We don't have time for trivialities like Christmas. But Peter's so sad about Gamora being gone. Maybe if we go to Earth for a really wonderful Christmas gift, it would make him happy. All right, so this is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday <laughs> special. I think we have another Guardians movie that's going to come out as well. Now, is James Gunn, he's a St. Louis guy, you know, is he involved in the holiday special? Yeah, director and writer of this as well, and it's a lot of fun. It really is. If you need something different for your holiday, I I mean, other than the traditional holiday fair that comes down the pike, this will take you places that you never thought you would see in a holiday movie, including introducing, as the trailer would say, Kevin Bacon to to the audience. Wow. Did you know we didn't know him yet? Yeah, no, Six Degrees of, yeah. So that's uh wow. Uh, All right, I'm I, yeah, I could be up for that. Dra- Drax uh comes back to Earth and they decide for Peter for his Christmas gift cuz they think he's a little sad and and they decide to bring him back Kevin Bacon. And he they find out things <laughs> about actors and things about actors and 
he's not really a hero. He's just an actor. And yeah, it, there's some actually very, very funny sequences. If you're a fan of the franchise, you you know kind of the irreverence that the, the whole Guardians franchise has. And that's here as well. And Kevin Bacon, of course, he does sing with his uh, with his brother normally, but he does sing here in this movie as well. So wow. uh, it's a lot of fun. Forty five minutes of fun on Disney Plus. I'm going to check that out for sure. Yeah. Now, did didn't they also drop the Guardians three trailer or a new trailer for that this week? I don't know if they dropped it yet or not. It's it's close. If they haven't dropped it yet, I know they were dropping some new stuff at the uh, Comic Con Expo in Brazil, uh, and I think that was one of the titles that uh, fell out of there. But so that, yeah, that's supposed to be um, the big release for the first part of May, right? Guardians Three. That's right. my understanding. Yeah, right. That's absolutely right. All right. What else do you want to talk about here? Let's talk about also on Disney Plus. If you want a different type of holiday special, Pentatonics, uh, the acapella group that uh, tours and does incredible concerts. I've actually seen them live. They're pretty amazing. They have a holiday special too, and it's another different tape because anyone who knows Pentatonics knows that they do a lot of holiday acapella stuff. They have throughout their whole career. Well, here you get it kind of with a a worldly theme as they read letters from around the globe and do some of our holiday favorites in a little bit different style, whether it's uh, from Ghana or whether it's from Spain or Mexico. It, it really is an interesting little fun thing. It's super cheesy. Don't get me wrong. But when they get to the music parts, it works a lot. I think I have a little, let's see. I don't know if this is a song or a clip. Let's see. There's a ton of fan mail. There are letters from all over the world. Dear Pentatonics, I am writing to you from Ghana. From Tokyo. Iceland. Bernita. And I live in Mexico. This one's from Scott's mom. And this one. And this one. She's a fan. We all come from different backgrounds and different holiday traditions, but we can come together and make perfect harmony. There you go. Hmm. Pentatonics. A lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, let's go to the theater, shall we? Strange World. I'm very curious. One. Yeah, I'm very curious about your thoughts on this one. Let's play a clip. What kind of airship is that? I've never seen anything like it. Baby Glade. What is the president doing in our front yard? Our entire world is in grave danger. I want you to come with me on an expedition. I'm not my father. He was the explorer. I know you were just a kid when he went missing, but now. You're all, we- all right, Paul, so not great box office on a Disney release. Disney Terrible. around the holidays usually does pretty well, but not with Strange World. I've heard that there's a little bit of a woke factor with this movie as well. Yeah, there's definitely a message they're trying to present uh, to the fans and the non-fans, I guess you could say, when it comes to uh, this film. Uh, from from probably the first five minutes in, you know there's it's going to be a different type of Disney film, which is okay. I don't mind seeing different types of films as they come down the pike. The problem with Strange World is I really didn't care before the movie was over. It's It's a very dull movie from start to finish. There's moments that a visual splendor as you see certain things unfold on the screen and certain um, backdrops, I guess you could say, pop onto the screen. I'm not going to give too much away about what it's all about, but it, it uh, where it goes wrong is I, by the end, I didn't much care about any of the characters or the plot, and that's not a good thing. So if I don't care, I can imagine that the young kids that uh, would normally go see something like Strange World probably don't as well. So it's it's just there. And yes, there is definitely a woke factor, I guess you could say, to the movie uh, from from get go. And there's a couple different things that fit that kind of agenda, I guess you could say. Hey, Paul, is it is it dull because you're being preached to, or is it a dull movie that happens to be uh, you know telling Preachy me stuff? Well. Yeah. 
Yeah, you no, know, it, yeah, it's it's not just that. It's it's the movie just never moves. Uh, they basically go back and they end up uh, in true Disney fashion. The first scene, Dad leaves, and uh, from there, you know, I'm not going to say whether he comes back or not, but he's he's out of the picture from the get go because Disney loves to kill off a parent usually in the first ten minutes of a movie, so that it's there's almost a like conflict. some rule of animation. It's not just Disney. It's like all animated yeah. movies have to have this sad thing. Mom, dad has to be gone. By the way, this is I don't want to dance around the edges on this completely, uh, but this is a movie that features a teen romance where the main character is gay, right? Yeah, absolutely, and that's that. There's there's no uh, there's no disguising it. It's not very subtle uh, from the word go. Um, but uh, you know, so if that's not your cup of tea, uh, you know, uh, take it for what it's worth. It's yeah. it's there. Uh, anything else you want to mention this weekend? Darby and the Dead's on Hulu, and uh, it features some great uh, young stars. And this is one I think I would rather have you check out than Strange World. Really? Oh, okay. All right. I need some new stuff. Yeah, it's Riel Downs, who was in Henry Danger, which my daughter watched, and Aulili uh, uh, Cravalo. I can never say her name real well, but she is the she she was one of the voices in Moana, and so oh, these yeah. two are together. In this whole story you've seen before, mm-hmm. someone sees the dead, has a near-death experience, sees the dead, and even Tony Danza and uh, oh, wow. Wayne Knight show up in this movie. It's fun. It's for the kids, for the youth, uh, you know, the teenagers. And lastly, Amazon Prime is the home for the Critics' Choice Documentary Award winner this year. Uh, Goodnight Oppie is now available for those of you to watch on Prime Video. And I'll tell you what, it, it, this is the one, if any of the titles I'm talking about this week, uh, you need to check this out. It makes documentary about space, and it's fun. Oh. I mean, think about it. A, a rover that was made for 90 days and lived 15 years, operated 15 years. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, that's cool. Off, uh, it's, it's just a fascinating. It's everything that's right about documentary. Okay, but oh, good. question here is that is it something that kids can watch or not? Yes, absolutely. It is. I mean, it's it's the whole idea of the space program. And let's be honest, when we were growing up as kids, we had the space shuttle. Before that, we had Apollo. We had these things that people could get excited about. The rovers, including Oppie and currently Artemis, that's up uh, going around the moon. These are the new generation of kids and what they can get excited about. That's awesome. All right, Paul. Hey, before I let you go, uh, I I had a weird week where I was just kind of sitting in front of the TV the other night and a movie came on that I had not seen. I had no plans on watching a movie. I think it was after football the other night, and I started into it, and I really liked it quite a bit. I don't remember if it was out earlier this year or last year. I think it was this year. The Nick Cage movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Did you see it, Jane? No, but I haven't either. I thought it was really good. It wasn't a great movie, but there was enough humor, and Nick Cage does such a great job. And then Pedro Pascal, who plays the Mandalorian, for people who watch that show, was outstanding. I really had a good time with it. I really did. Sometimes you just need senseless, and that could be that. Yeah, I've been meaning to That was the nice thing about Cage, who he can have fun with himself. I mean, this has always been a thing about Nick Cage, and here he has fun with himself in this movie. It's one of the more memorable films from this year, and yeah, it was earlier this year. Well, that was a movie, like, if you saw the trailer, the trailer was very funny, but he plays himself right and he's asked to go to this um this island for a birthday party for this rich dude and he takes <laughs> the gig because he's not getting the other gigs at this point and you can see a movie like that being pretty gimmicky but it was it has a heart um it's very very funny and you know nick cage and pedro pascal have great chemistry together so i would you know that one's out there for you to watch it's on stars you can probably get it on uh, itunes and amazon as well but i yeah. would recommend yeah. that one for sure 
Yeah, it's on DVD and on demand everywhere you look, right, so Paul, you can definitely find it. Tell folks where they can find your reviews. It's simplecommonguy.com, Mark. You have a great week, and we will talk uh, very soon. We'll talk next Friday. How's that? Sounds good, my All friend. Right, take care. Bye. 440 Paul Hall, Common Guy Films with us. Jane's got to scoot just a little early. Kusumano's coming up. You have a great weekend, okay? You too. We'll see you next Friday. All right, we have um, a little bit to go here on this Friday edition. Jim Crimes is going to be with us the next hour. I know Jim from my days in Milwaukee, and he has written a book called Talk to Me, Profiles on News Talkers and Media Leaders. I cannot mention if I'm one of those. Cannot make claim to any of that, <laughs> but we'll see. It might be. Uh, Matt Pauly, also, you know, they have the winter meetings for baseball, and we can talk with Frank Cusimano about that as well, who is with us for our weekly visit, um, twice a week, actually, Mondays and Fridays. Frank, how are you this afternoon? Good to be with you, sir. I'm doing well. I went to my first Blues game of the season last night. Boy, that was a great game until about midway into the second period when I don't know what the hell happened. Yeah, three goals in 64 seconds. And I got to tell you, if you take away that three, that third period in Florida last Saturday, it would be five losses in a row. I mean, this has to be the streakiest team in the history of hockey. You you lose eight, you win seven, you lose five. I mean, it's crazy the way it's gone this season. Well, and you know, I I'm not a hockey expert, but one thing that seemed to be happening just from an observational you know standpoint last night is that when I was watching on the side of the goal that Jordan Bennington was on, I saw a lot of activity on the other side. I didn't see a lot. Oh yeah, activity in front of Jordan Bennington. You're saying? Yeah. In other words, I, I, you know, the shots on goal. I think that was really lopsided for a while. I think the Blues caught up, but it was just. I don't know if it was mental lapses or what happened, but boy, that did you just say 64 seconds? Is that all it was? Yeah. <laughs> and here's the amazing thing too is that I can't remember a time mark where any goaltender has been more hung out to dry. Oh, Jordan absolutely. Bennington. He was last I mean, night. Three on ones yeah. and two on ones. He's got no chance. Well, and so. you know, he the, the Blues tied it, so they had a chance. And and I was I was willing to stay because I love shootouts. So I was with my little brother Cameron from Big Brothers Big Sisters, and you know, I said, look, we're going to stay. And then when they when they scored, I don't know, it was five minutes, and they got the open netter. Um, then we left, but that was disappointing because they certainly had it within their grasp to win that game last night. Yes, sir. What and- happens to the Blues this weekend? Then where do they go? Oh my goodness! I'll look at it. That's all right. Hey, you got. Right. Hey, Frank, I have a quick, quick question. It's Sue. Did yeah. uh, Robert Thomas play last night? Yeah. He, oh, good. He did. Okay. And he had a great assist. He is their best player, Jen. He is. He's turned into their. He's always been their best passer, but he's become a leader. And here's the thing: if for the Blues to make a run, and they're the essence of mediocrity, they're eleven and twelve. They have to expedite the learning curve of Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. Those are good players, but they have to be, like, really good, really fast. And that may be asking too much of 23- and 24-year-old kids, but that's what has to happen. Yeah. Uh, Blues play the Penguins tomorrow night, and then they're at the Rangers on Monday. So there's been some activity. Um, in, you know, I actually woke up this morning to a friend of mine's text from Columbia about the bowl situation, which seemed to indicate that there were some questions about you know, playing KU and whether or not Mizzou was interested in that. And then there have been a flurries of, of tweets today from you know, people connected with Mizzou, right? The Mizzou official account, the Mizzou sports, even Drink sent something out. So what the hell is going on with the bowl picture? Yeah. It turns out that Mizzou turned on their bowl priority, turned it over to the SEC. And the Liberty Bowl was really low. Drink wants this all done by Christmas. Uh, The Liberty Bowl only wanted Kansas. If Mizzou was the opponent, they'd rather have Baylor. So KU put out the story that Mizzou won't play them, and that's absolutely not the case. 
And, Mark, let me give you a little insight of what's going on with Mizzou right now is with Coach Drink. He wants all the transfers, like, gone, the season done. He wants to spend the week, like, between Christmas and New Year's uh, having, like, a come-to-Jesus meeting with boosters and address the reality of life in the NIL. He basically wants to recruit businesses and rich people for a week. And that's probably more important than trying to recruit three and four stars. Because if you don't recruit those people, you're not going to keep the four stars, as we found out this week with Dominic Love. So, yeah, and that, that's disappointing. So you're saying, I, I know I've heard this buzz also about getting the bowl uh, out of the way before Christmas. Because if you have a Christmas week, and I think a couple of these bowls are on the 26th or the 27th, that complicates things even you know from family perspectives and things along those lines. But you're saying that that's one of his goals that he wants to get with these boosters. Absolutely. If they want to, you know, compete in the SEC, these boosters are going to have to step up. It seems kind of like ridiculous that these college athletes who are already getting a full scholarship, they're going to have to be paid to stay. But it's the SEC and you're going to have to pay some of them to keep them there. But Luther has made it very clear he's not going anywhere. He, I talked to the dad on Sunday. So he's not going anywhere. He, first of all, he's got a great NIL deal, but he loves Missouri. He loves drink. He's going to get the ball more. He's going to have a great career for the next two years at Mizzou. So I told the story on Wednesday, Frank. On Tuesday night, I, I have ESPN Plus. I tune into the game. Mizzou gets off to a great start. This is basketball against Wichita State. And then I text. I made the mistake of texting my friend Rick Weinstein. And I said, "Are you watching this?" Because they had a good lead and they had a lead at halftime and. He turned it on, and then right when he turned it on, they started looking like crap, and I turned it off. He goes, he said to me, turn it off, you know, because that's how it works. I was jinxing it. There's no yeah. doubt that's officially how it works. But I missed the rest of the game. Lo and behold, they come back. They win that game in overtime. That's a great win on the road for a young program. It is. They're 8-0, and I'm telling you, everybody makes fun of that early season schedule of theirs because it was ranked 359 out of like 361. It's exactly the way you do it. You have a completely new team. You have a completely new coach. You have to have wins at the end of the season because the schedule is going to get hellacious with Illinois, Kansas, and the SEC. And that's a good road win. And Wichita State's not great, but still a good road win. They have Southeast Missouri State, and they'll be, uh, they should be 9-0 and headed into Kansas next Saturday. Uh, that's going to be special in Columbia. Yeah, there's there's no um, there's no games between Saturday and Saturday. I think they play Southeast tomorrow, and then it's KU, and then yep. it's Illinois, right? So a couple of games back-to-back that are going to be kind of tough. What about SLU? Uh, SLU has a game tomorrow against SIU Carbondale. It should be a really big crowd at, um, at uh, Shavitz. But the other night, the SLU thing was really special because Jory Collins had that performance of 20 assists and one turnover. I mean, I don't know if anybody in the United States of America, high school, college, or pro, is going to have a line like 20 assists and one turnover. He's the best passer in our town since Kurt Warner. <laughs> there you go. By the way, the Shockers that Mizzou just beat, they come to town next week to play St. Louis University on Thursday, which will be interesting. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Matt Pauly's going to come in from the Camwex side and the Cardinals radio network. In the next hour, we're going to talk about the uh, baseball winter meetings, which are taking place in San Diego. Do you have any expectations for those meetings? This is the time, boy, last year was explosive at this time, wasn't it? It really was. And you'd, you'd love to see Wilson Contreras uh, end up a Cardinal. You'd love to see Rodon end up a Cardinal and the Cardinals spending like $50 million. I don't think that's going to be the case. I mean, if I had to guess, I think they're going to trade for a quality catcher and then hopefully get another arm 
Uh, I, you know, with the article today in the paper about Tyler O'Neill revamping his offseason training to get him to stay on the field more, it makes you think that that outfield could be like Tyler O'Neill and maybe Newt Barr or Carlson in center and maybe Jordan Walker in right. But you never know what could happen. So we'll see. We'll see. It starts on Sunday in San Diego. Sports Plus Sunday night. Anything you want to mention there, Frank? Uh, we're going to be hearing from uh, the new basketball coach at Mizzou, Dennis Gates. We're nice. excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited about that, too. I have not met him, so I'm going to have to check that out. You have a great weekend. We'll talk on Monday. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. All right. That's Frank Cusimano from Channel 5. And um, the one thing I didn't mention, this is terrible. I should have, right? World Cup. Yes. Darn it. It's tomorrow I know. at it's, 9 a.m. It's, it's a big deal, and I apologize for that. Yeah. Um, my wife is going to be watching. I'll be mm-hmm. cleaning the house. I might pay a little attention. <laughs> no, tomorrow I, at 9 a.m. Well, I'll talk to Matt about it. He'll have some thoughts oh, about it. Oh, that's a good in, point. In the next year. I mean, I think people are kind of justifiably a little nervous here, right? Yeah. <laughs> because I think the that's Netherlands fair. are good. And now we're going to have, after today, don't we get a little bit clearer picture of the rest of the round of eight? I was very confused because I looked at this the other day. I'm sorry, the 16. It's the field of 16, but there were only eight that were in three days ago. So I was a little confused by that. That's because there were more games that were scheduled this week to fill up the other side of the bracket. Football expert Mark Reardon here on 97.1 (laughs) FM Talk. It's the beautiful game. We're back with much more. One more hour plus an audio cut of the day as well. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.